Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. Today, I have a good friend, talented makeup artist, Stephanie Shrieky. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks Thank for you. having me. Yes, of course. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, well, I should say a while. It's been a short time uh, since we last saw each other face to face. We collaborated on a project called Act of War, and we're so grateful to have uh, your talent and your skills that day, uh, you know, contributing to the project. Thank you. It was awesome to be there. It was really, really fun. I had a good time. Yeah, it was um, you and, you know, Julianne uh, Trudell, who's another makeup artist. Uh, you guys both uh, helped us out that day. And it was just so nice to come out uh, out of a lockdown and finally be able to get our hands dirty, you know, sink our teeth into another creative venture and, you know, really create something at the end of the day that, uh, you know, still needs to be edited and put together, which is <laughs> my responsibility now. <laughs> But uh, from what I've seen so far, you know, I, I couldn't have asked for more. Um, one thing that I really did take from it is it's a huge learning curve um, dealing with the makeup department. Uh, that's something that I would have to get more familiar with as a director uh, in the future. And just seeing uh, the amount of time and detail and care you guys put into your work. Yeah, it was definitely really, really fun. Like finally getting to be on set, finally getting to like take the skills that I learned in school and bring it into like something real. Mm -hmm. um, it was definitely such a good experience and you guys were so nice. And I think that that was a really good first, you know, really professional experience to have. Yeah, thank you. And I take a lot of pride in that. Um, you know, I'm that kind of guy where I, I'm very focused and very serious because I, you know, get easily distracted, but I also want to make sure I get make the best uh, project possible. But at the same time, I always... Uh, um, from my heroes themselves, like Tar Tarantino, he always encourages uh, the director, or whoever's helming the project, the co-producer, the producers, uh, make sure everyone feels included, everyone feels comfortable, um, and everyone feels part of the project, right? Um, that's why when I came in, I spoke to you and Julianne like right away and was like, hey, how's it going? My name is Daniel, like if you have any questions and things like that. Um, because it made your your guys, your job much that, that much easier, right? Um, that much more yeah. relaxed. And, you know, something that I've actually learned for the next project, because um, I did it on my first short film that I shot last uh, summer, which was much longer, it was about 20 minutes, uh, filmed by Cracked. And I would actually do like a Zoom call uh, or like a get together just to even familiarize ourselves more. Uh, because of that day, I felt it was very like, hey, like meet and greet, which is fine. You're going to have those things. But if you can, like I said, prepare as much as you can, um, I feel you, you, you can even get a better experience out of it. Do you feel the same thing the same way? Yeah, I think that would be actually, actually like a really good idea. Right. I think that that would be nice. And just to like talk before we get there. So it's not it, like you said, like so meet and greet. Yeah. But I didn't think that there was anything wrong with that either. Like it mm -hmm. wasn't, there wasn't anything wrong with that. But I just think it would be like an extra positive thing to do a before meeting for sure. Yeah, definitely an added bonus. And, and that's what I mean by learning curve is there's always going to be there's never going to be a perfect way to approach it. Because as we know, in film, like the slightest thing goes wrong, and you have to yeah. overcome that challenge in the moment. But yeah, my, my biggest thing is just about, I guess, making it feel like we're a family, we're a team. Uh, and we're all working towards a common goal. And, yeah, you know, exactly. like I said, that experience, you know, was, uh, I'm really grateful for it, because everyone, you know, showed up, they did what they had to do. Um, and they put their best effort forward. Um, so that's, like I said, uh, really excited for the end product. <laughs> really excited to share that with you whenever that's completed. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And um, looking forward to more projects, more collaborations as well. Yeah, me too. That would be great. Yeah. 
So before we, you know, after talking about your uh, collaboration, your contribution to Act of War, uh, the short film that I directed recently, I observed your skills that day. And I was, you know, mesmerized at the fact of how much, like I said, detail, how much care, um, how much thought really goes into this makeup. Uh, you know, it's not, especially the, the makeup that I was asking as a director, you know, I needed cuts, I needed bruises. Yeah. Um, I still remember to this day, like, you, you threw me off because you were like, do you want a fresh bruise or do you want a, a bruise that's <laughs> been around for a while? And, and obviously that's a legitimate question, but I didn't, I honestly didn't prepare for that. Like I'm thinking, Oh my God, that's right. There's two kinds of bruises. Uh, like she would know. Um, yeah. And you were very helpful as well. Like, you know, attending to a wound. I said, you know, she's, she would know out of all things uh, how to, how to care for it. Like with the alcohol and the patch and you even educated me that day. You said, no, you have to use a clean patch when you're dabbing it. I'm yeah. like, okay, that's right. Stupid. <laughs> I'm like, you know, like, that's right. That's right. Um, this is just like the lifeguard in me that knew that stuff. No, but, uh, but that's, that is so great. And this is what I mean yeah. by like everyone on set needs to feel included, but because they all share um, a creative approach, right? It's not just the director that has the vision. I'm always looking for even the actors, right? The lighting, the sound guy, everyone that they um, was so helpful, but nevertheless, I wanted to know from observing you, what made you choose a career in makeup art and design? So I was always very undecided with what I wanted my future to look like I had no idea so after high school I actually took a year off and traveled a bit and studied a little bit but just like for myself nice. and I thought when I came back I would know exactly who I wanted to be and where I wanted to go it's not what happened and I just I still had no idea so my parents forced me to go to university hmm. and just complete a degree so I got a BA in sociology Nice. And then I was, I think I was in third year when I was like really focusing. I was trying to figure out like, okay, what do I really spend my time doing? Where do I put my money? What do I, what videos do I enjoy watching? That kind of thing. And I thought right. makeup is pretty much that thing. Like I'm always, like I really loved um, all the behind the scenes stuff on movies and seeing how things get done. I loved just, you know, YouTube gurus watching those kind of videos also so I was like okay maybe I can turn this hobby into a career and I started looking into um, the schools that were in Toronto and found a really great one and then I kind of just went with it and I was like this is what makes me feel happy and I really was I really knew that I didn't want to do something that would make me sad on a daily like I know a yeah. lot of my friends are in social work or other things that I just like, I don't, I'm not, I don't think that would be good for me, like power to them for being able to do those of kinds course. of things, yeah. but it wasn't for me. Um, so I really wanted to do something that made me happy and make other people feel happy. And when you look good, you feel good. Yeah. So I think that I just wanted to turn that into a career. Yeah. And I'm so happy you brought up the subject of happiness <laughs> because uh you know it's what i live by it's what i dedicated you know my whole career to and also this podcast is all, always about you know not chasing the money but chasing the dream and you know money i'm not you know naive i'm not immature that way i know that it makes the world go around like you need money uh how else am i able to do these projects but at the same time i feel like there's a limit and you best described it as you have friends right 
that are in sociology or doing a, a career that let's be honest, they probably don't want to do, but they feel they need to, or they're forced to, or maybe they're not uh, privileged enough to, or, or fortunate enough, I should say, to pursue a, a career like yourself, like in the arts. And I just, I, I can never understand that. And, you know, time will tell, right? Like with all of us, we have to see where yeah. the arts will take us, um, right? Because you can't live off imagination forever. You have to have some sort of income, but at least give it a shot. And that's my biggest thing. You know, we're in our 20s and this is the time, I think, to take risks and just to make mistakes and, and see where it gets us. Uh, you know, as we get older, it'll be much harder because maybe other things yeah. will happen. Life will happen, right? Whether it's families, responsibilities, you have a kid, who knows, right? But yeah. this is the time, especially if you have no debt and you're just living at home. And, you know, again, people are, you know, securing jobs and uh, buying houses and stuff, which is great. But if you really have a dream that you never pursued, like I talk to people that want to be actors or that want to uh, get into photography, but they're not going for it. It's like, why not take that chance, take that risk if you exactly. really are that passionate, right? Because there's also a lot yeah. of people that like to talk about it, right? But I know in the, I know that there's a, good, a fair amount of friends that, or, or people, I should say, I, that rather be doing something else, but they don't because of either judgment or, you know, one guy was telling me like, if I'm not making money, then I'm wasting time. It's like, what? It's like, are you really wasting time? Because I talked to another- Are you happy? Like, are, Exactly, are you happy? happy? And you yeah. talk to, and this is why I love these podcasts is because you talk to- uh, people like yourself, but even people that are more experienced than us, right? That have been in the, mm -hmm. that tenure, that have been in the industry for a while. And they tell me things like, you know, equally, <laughs> I'm like going on a stutter. <laughs> no, Shouldn't okay. you be equaling money to uh, time being spent towards your dream, right? It's uh, not something that um, should be justified, right? Like when you do something, you should do it uh, for the, the value that you're getting. Value doesn't always need to equivalent to, to money. And that's what I was trying to say. Um, the time that you spend, uh, whether it's learning from a mentor or, you know, shadowing someone that's better than you, uh, is much better than getting a paycheck or a few hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. Um, so I like you said, agree. yeah. And like you said about, you know, the whole thing about happiness, um, it's so true. Um, I, I feel like a lot of us, uh, you know, we're, we're conditioned by society, especially at a young age, like you have to follow this linear path. And I've always been the rebellious person that way, where it's like, well, what if I alter it? What if I go a different way? What if I change the family tree, right? Like completely disrupt yeah. it. Um, that it's like, oh, where did this guy Daniel go? Or where did this girl Steph go, right? Yeah. Um, I want to get to, because you mentioned your parents, uh, they, they wanted you to go to university and you actually graduated. That's amazing. What university, yeah. by the way, did you go to? I went to Ryerson. Oh, beauty. I went to Ryerson as well yeah. for marketing. Yeah. Uh, great, great oh, cool. school. I love it. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I want to know, like with your parents, when you decided to go for CMU, right? The College of Makeup, Art and Design, did they give you challenges, setbacks, or were they completely encouraging? They were so excited and they were so happy for me that I finally picked something. They were like, it just makes sense. Like, this is just what you're like, it's fun for you. This is what you enjoy. This is what you want to do. Yeah. My dad was like, don't you want to just drop out and like start now? And I was like, no, like oh, I made it amazing. this far in university. Yeah. I, I would hate myself if I didn't finish, yes, if I yes. had gone through, you know, three years, three years of torture basically right, for me right. you know like I better finish and get everything out of it that I can um and then move on to but they were so happy they were so excited like even still they're they're really just they love that I love what I'm doing yeah and no, I'm that's thankful a... I'm so grateful for that because I know that 
even within my own family, like there's expectations and whatever, but they're just really supportive of wanting me to be happy. Yeah. And that's, that's so crucial. And like I said, they sound like really great parents that they understand their child and you have that open communication with them. Not a lot of people have that, believe it or not. And that's something I learn as I get older. Um, some people can't even afford the luxury to talk to their parents about their day I know. or, or I know. You know, what they're going through. Um, you know, I was talking yeah. to a buddy, like speaking to their mom and as if they were a therapist, like that's big, that's huge. That's, that's, that's so critical in, in the development of anyone really. Um, yeah. and the fact that they supported you on this journey, uh, speaks a lot, uh, to their parenting and that's just great to hear. So going to university, like that was just something because they didn't know, you didn't know yourself what you wanted to do. So they kind of said, if you don't know what you're doing, you should at least get yourself an education. Yeah. And I, I think I went through like one semester and at the end of it in first year, I had like a total freak out. I was like, I'm not going back. I hate it. And I was, you know, I was like crying to my dad. I was like, I, I can't stand this life. Like, this is not what I want to be doing. And right, he was like, right. I was actually also undeclared in my first year or my mm. first semester. And so I had different classes and different subjects. So I wasn't meeting anybody that I could like stay friends with. And my dad was like, just try and finish the year. And if by the end of the year, you don't want to continue with it, then let's figure out something else. And then by the end of the year, I had made friends and completely forgot that I had, I had that option to quit. Right. And looking back on it, like, I'm really glad that I didn't. And I think my parents didn't want me, like they, they know the value of education. Yeah. My mom didn't graduate from university. So she, Mm. and it's something that she regrets. And she was like, I never wanted, I never want you to feel the regret that I feel of not finishing school. So she was like, that was something that I wanted you to have. Uh, it's a very and, good point that you're, yeah, this is, it's yeah. a very good point. I was just going to say that your mom made, because when I was in university at Ryerson, I was studying business management and then I majored in marketing. Uh, there was many times where I said to myself, should I just drop out and go after this film dream? Uh, keep in mind at the time I had no contacts and no portfolio. I just really wanted to scratch that itch. And let's say I was successful. Like I did it or I was successful in my dream, I think there was always, always be a part of me uh, that would say, I never finished it. Cause I'm not that kind of person to leave things alone. I like to finish what I started, uh, whether it be yeah. the project uh, that we did act of war, like edit it, um, you know, or a photo shoot or just really anything in my life uh, that I put my mind to. And I think the same thing, right. That you're, you're agreeing is that even if you were to drop out, right. And your parents were that supportive, like, yeah, just drop out and start doing makeup. It's like, oh, but I made it this far. And you said it yeah. so, so, so nice. It's not like you did two months and you dropped out, but imagine doing like two years and you're like having uh, different feelings about it. It's not, exactly. it's, it's always going to bother you for the rest of your life. Like I could have finished it. And there's actually been cases where like Steven Spielberg, for instance, he dropped out of film school and he submitted, I believe Schindler's list to, uh, as his thesis to graduate Whoa. from the program. Yeah. Something crazy like that, because you know, Schindler's list, an exceptional film. I don't know if it was Schindler's list yeah. or saving private Ryan. But, but I think the whole, the whole point oh of that God. program, yeah, right. The whole point of that program yeah. is when you're a student, you're supposed to create a film with people in the class, whatever. Um, and apparently his film uh, qualified as a submission, right? Because he's a filmmaker. He has a vision. He executed all the criteria they asked and they gave him his degree um, at, at 60 or something, 50 years old. I do remember reading this article. So I think that's really cool. That's just a testament uh, to how important education is, uh, yeah. you know, to, to know that, 
I think for me too, because I'm a competitive person, like I just, uh, there's part of me that's like, I want to know that I could do it, you know, like I went, like I graduated from university when I talked to people, there's something about it, you know, and yeah, um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, really, uh, just having that pride. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. speaking of school and these institutions, right, um, as a filmmaker, uh, I myself, I never went to film school. I've applied uh, in the past, Ryerson, York. Uh, but I never got in. Uh, my portfolio wasn't strong enough and for whatever reason, right? But I always fascinated with people like yourself that actually do go to school for it. And I'm always curious, like your experience there, um, because you studied uh, basically uh, this artistic profession in an institution, right? Something that I can't yeah. really wrap my head around. Um, but it's possible people do it. So I wanted to know what was, what was it about the College of Makeup, Art and Design that made you want to enroll and educate your studies? So I knew that I didn't, I knew that I loved makeup and that's what I wanted to go into, yeah. but I didn't know exactly how to pursue that as a career. Okay. So I thought that the best way to get educated on that would be to go to school for it. And I did a bunch of research on which schools and I knew a couple of people who had already gone to CMU. And they said it's the best school and it has a great reputation. I, I'm pretty sure it's like one of the top makeup schools in North America. So I was like, okay, like I'm sure they're gonna teach me something that I don't know or I yeah. can't find online, you know? Yeah. Um, and it definitely did. And I actually struggle with being creative myself, like mm. coming up with new ideas or a new concept that's something that I find difficult so I think it pushed me to kind of like think outside the box and expand the way that I think a little bit more um and I loved it yeah for sure like yeah because the reason why I ask is I first of all never heard of uh the college of makeup art and design just because I'm always thinking like screenplays and directing yeah. cinematography so I've attended schools like rain dance um, Toronto. Have you heard of rain dance by any chance? Have no. you taken any classes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those, those are more foundational courses like to teach you the filmmaking process, but again, makeup is so critical, um, in film that they, I think I'm just more intrigued that the fact that they have a whole school dedicated to that. I think it's so important. Is this a, is this school, has it been around for a while or? Yeah, it has been around for a while and it was actually called complexions or something before. Oh, okay. Interesting yeah. name. <laughs> I like, I kind of yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah. A bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. But this school was also great because it taught the specific program that I did. I had learned every aspect within the makeup industry. So I did right. uh, fashion and photography. We did film, theater, prosthetics, creature design, like everything that we would need to know in any area of makeup was covered by this program that I took at the school and I think right. that that also helped me realize like where I wanted to take my career yeah right and so yeah yeah and that, that's that's exactly what I want to get into did this uh, experience benefit your career yeah for sure yeah 100 percent. did yeah. it open up like contacts and things like that or or challenge you creatively artistically so yeah it definitely challenges you creatively and artistically and you know it did it was a stressful process because 
it's really hard to not compare yourself to your classmates. Yes. And yes. some people are coming from like art school and they have all these, they're so creative and <laughs> they draw. And I'm like, I don't know. I just came from university, like university where I'm writing essays all day, every day. So like, yeah, I don't, yeah, for sure. I didn't feel like I had that. And I felt like at the beginning I was really comparing myself to the other work that I was seeing. And then I was like, okay, just stop doing that. Just recognize that you have something else that's different and yeah own that and that's it a lot of creatives deal with an imposter syndrome and that's something that I'm guilty of as well right where yeah like you said you'll you'll walk into a room and there's people that are really seasoned or they just know what they're they've been doing it for a while right um yeah and again I can relate to that I'm enjoying this conversation because I can relate to you a lot I feel like we have a similar path where we went to school for something completely different and unartistic uncreative Although some might argue marketing, there's some creativity involved, but at the yeah. same time, it's still business, right? There's still com, but but it was still a commerce angle, right? Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is that you know, just showing up on set, right? Like I still feel that sometimes where it's like, wow, there's people that have been in it, like grinding it out, like the job that they're working on the side is in film as well. You know what I mean? It's not just like two different jobs. But um, I think the best way to overcome that is like like yourself, right? Uh, if there's one thing I'm taking from this is you had the courage to just say, I'm not doing it to impress anyone. I'm doing it for myself to be happy. Yeah. And I actually think that's something that I've been feeling like I've been living by recently is like, just fake it till you make it. Yeah. Right. That is like, (laughs) for me, it's like the biggest thing because it's like, if you walk in and you're confident and you're like, oh yeah, I know how to do that. I can do this. Like, why would they not believe you? Exactly. Like, you know, they don't know what you, they don't know so like yeah I just go in I'm like yeah of course I can do that try it and you know it comes out there and is, I know yeah. that I have that I have that education so I know and if if you said oh I want um old age makeup let's say for something and right. you know we did it a few months ago I have the resources to go back and freshen up my memory on how to do that and I think that that's also something that was great about the schools that you know we have these textbooks and the videos and we're able to go back and refresh our memory on things that we learned. No, uh, so, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know. the whole fake it till you make it, I, I, I completely agree with you in the, in this, in the sense of having that confidence or conviction in yourself. Right. Cause as you do more projects, right. And I speak for myself, you should develop some sort of exterior where it's like, Hey, like I know what I'm doing. Obviously I'm going to make mistakes or I'm going to learn for next time, but don't have that much stress or anxiety going into it. And a big thing that I've been told is have fun with it. Like too many of us, we forget that it's supposed to be fun because this is what we love to do. And yeah. I think we take it very serious as well. Uh, I don't know if you agree with me on this because we want it to be our life. So there's a lot of pressure. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's not like sure. a side, it's not like a side hustle, right? That's why you, no. you know, the last project, uh, you know, I'm just so focused, <laughs> laser focused because this is yeah. what I do now or I decided for myself um, because before this, I would work like in sales, I would do corporate jobs. But now this is all I'm doing. So it's like, I, I feel like That's this amazing. weight. Yeah but, yeah, I, but I feel like this weight. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? Maybe I need that that to stay focused and have that hunger. But I think it's just all about being healthy and have that balance, right? About, yeah. uh, for sure. Because you don't want to kill yourself in the process or burn out. No. That's a big yeah. thing. Yeah, I've yeah. experienced um, but that's for great. Sure. That's a, that's a definitely a great, I'm so happy that, uh, you know, CMU, uh, as you guys call it, uh, yeah. benefited your career. And, you know, uh, I see the, the amount of contacts from your Instagram page you've created and, 
the models and things like that. I wanted to ask you, are these people that you were like classmates or colleagues, or are they people you find through Facebook groups? So both. Um, oh, okay, nice. While, yeah, so while I was in school, a lot of the people who I did a photo shoot on were like either my friends or friend of a friend kind of thing. Yep. And then when I graduated, um, people started just reaching out to me and being like, hey, I'm, I'm doing this photo shoot. I need a makeup artist. And like, yeah, of course. So it's a combination of both. But I also think with Instagram, you have to keep it up. You have to constantly being like creating content and yeah. we're in a pandemic and whatever. So I was like, okay, I'll use the people who are in my circle and yeah you have to do you got to do what you got to do you know no for sure and that's so that's so true I, I i love what you just said because as creatives that's something that i struggled with when the pandemic hit is you know how do i get a film together right how do i get a bunch of people especially with these lockdowns right everything's on hold yeah. or what do i do in the meantime how do i keep busy and that's why i started like a podcast right and for you that's why you reached out to people close to you is it's so important people don't understand this to consistently keep up with your brand and showcase uh what you can offer because I'm sure Instagram has, you know, even broadened uh, more contacts, widened, expanded on, on your network as it did for yeah, me. Um, for you know, sure. whether people are encouraging you, whether people are DMing you uh, because they want to connect on another project, it's so important to have that presence. And, you know, with social media, like, do you find it challenging because like do you think do you see yourself comparing sometimes or has it become a breeze like you don't care anymore you're just all about your art I don't feel like I'm comparing but I think mm -hmm. that for me specifically I feel like there's a pressure to keep my Instagram looking a certain way like I have a vision for how I want it to be right. and aesthetically so I, stuff yeah it there has to go. be that's your Instagram handle guys aesthetically yeah. stuff. <laughs> um so I think that that almost limits what I want to post on my Instagram because I want it to look nice. I want people to come on it and say, oh, like this, you know, personally, and I ask my friends, like, I'm more likely to follow an account that is cohesive and looks pleasing as a whole, you know, so I feel that pressure, but I have to get over it also, you know, like, yeah. it's just... It's, it, it becomes time consuming and uh, yeah. really, really counterproductive, right? It doesn't really, that, that's yeah. what I've kind of learned. Like, what am I getting out of, you know, looking at someone's page for endless hours? I'm not creating what I want to do, right? And yeah. it's tempting, you know, it's human nature, right? We go through, especially if you're creative, you're saying, oh, what is that person doing? Or what do they have? How come I'm not doing that? But I think what I've learned is we're coming from so many different places and we're headed in so many different directions that it's impossible to live that same person's life. Yeah. And um, if you do want, I always, you know, tell this to people that I might compare or even myself, like to make myself feel better. It's like, okay, if you want their page, then you have to get their life as well. Cause their life is what made, uh, contributed to that page. Yeah. And would you take their life over yours? And then you start to yeah. see everyone's demons and everyone's issues or flaws. And you start to say, you know what? I got enough issues that I got to deal with. So it's yeah. almost like I'm happy with my life. I think it's a really cool uh, exercise. Uh, to tell yourself, you know, just like play that game in your head, say, okay, if I have that person's page, I have to have their life. Or if I have their person talent, I'll have to have who they are as a person. Yeah. And I'm telling you like nine out of 10 times, even more, like people do not want to trade their life uh, once they start to see a, someone else's. Not exactly. to sound like 
their life is better or my life is better than yours or vice versa. It's just more like put into perspective, be grateful, appreciative of what you have, right? I think that you're given what you can handle. Yeah. And I think that smart. what you yeah. can handle is not necessarily what I can handle, what I can, and vice versa, you know? Um, so I just think like, there's no point in being like, oh, I wish I had that girl's problems or this guy's problems. It's like, yeah. that's, that's what they're supposed to be dealing with. And you're supposed to be dealing with this and that's it. Like you're, you're going to be like, you have to be able to handle it. Cause that's what you're given. You know, oh, that's, that's such an awesome notion that you, you, you've mentioned because I've said that to my buddy when I graduated, <laughs> uh, I was going through a tough time and I wrote on the back of my graduation photo because I graduated a year earlier from him. And I said, you're given this life because you're strong enough to live it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember reading go. that somewhere. Right. And yeah. it's so true, right? Like all our lives are so unique and different because uh, we're given what we're capable of. And at the same time, you know, in terms of dreams, right? Like when are they happening? Why aren't they happening? Like I was talking to a buddy and it's like Samuel Jackson blew up when he was 40. Right. There you but go. if he was, if he was comparing with himself with Charlie D'Amelio, right. He'd be like, yeah. I'm going nowhere in life. But it's yeah. like, no, it's like everything happens for a reason at a certain time when you're ready. Are you prepared? Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I think it's very important to, like you said, just put it all into perspective and really eliminate that comparison quality. Cause uh, you know, it does creep up, you know, we're human, it's only natural and social media doesn't help. But a big thing that I've learned in the pandemic is to use it to your advantage, right. To broaden, to showcase your skills, uh, to network with people. That's, you know, how you and I connected. Yeah. Uh, I have yeah, no exactly. idea who you are, <laughs> but now I do. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying is we connected, right. And, um, yeah. through the same bond of loving to create and chasing what we love and being happy. And one of the first things I said to you was, um, let's do a podcast right? Yeah. If you're free to do a podcast. Yeah. Um, because I'm always looking, I'm always seeking people that are in the same field, uh, entrepreneurs, creatives that want to uh, leave something behind like a legacy and not doing it for entirely the money. And that's the vibe I got from yourself and a lot of the guests that I bring on. So I'm very happy yeah. that we're having this conversation. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, you know, as society and the economy begins to slowly reopen, uh, you know, we're anticipating things get back to normal or as normal as can be. Uh, what projects do you have in sight or are there any certain projects you wish to be involved in? Um, I have a few things. I have prom is coming prom season or prom photos. Yeah. So I have a few people that I want to do like pictures in their dress and stuff. So they want me to do their makeup. I have, um, I have, I think a short film coming up. Nice. Um, and then also, um, I think like a fashion photo shoot, but I think it's okay. a creative. So it's just a bunch of us coming together um, just to create like a good picture. Yeah. Um, but definitely more than I had last week. So that's great. Yeah. 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 See how it just happens just, like that. And yeah. so I kind of tell myself like, you know, we're the world's healing just as much as you are. So give it yeah. some time and things uh, because a big thing for creatives is I, believe a lot of us had clients or uh, projects lined up and then with the pandemic everything is just so all over the place right um, because there's yeah. so many moving parts as it is that no one wants to risk getting COVID no one wants to risk violating you know policies like how many people you can have on a set so there's so many factors that you can't really pinpoint and the best thing to do is like you said before is stay relevant stay creative uh, in the meantime and then be patient for when your time comes but I'm really happy yeah. to hear that you have at least something to look forward to uh, I think it's so important, again, for creatives, for artists, 
um, I know myself, I was going crazy the last two months because yeah. everything was on hold, like act of war, right? We were supposed to shoot it first week of April and then it got postponed. Yeah. Uh, we didn't want it for it to be, but the rules became so outrageous that I was like, I don't want to risk anyone getting a fine or, you know, dealing with the police, right? I wanted to be smart yeah. and professional about it. And I think it, uh, I think it worked out that way. Right. It made yeah. for everyone to be more relaxed. Um, it just wasn't, yeah, our time. I was going to say so be. much less pressure, <laughs> so much less yeah. pressure, right? Like going there, I don't know how your parents are or your family in general, but you know, just going, if you think about it, if we did it the first week of April at the height of lockdown three, it was yeah. like 4,000, 5,000 cases a day, you know, we wouldn't be as relaxed and laid back. Uh, in fact, I feel like there would be some you know, either yourself or, or just someone on the set that would feel uncomfortable and wouldn't maybe do their best because they don't yeah. want to risk anything, right? Or that social anxiety. Well, that's another thing, right? Like everyone kind of has to make that decision. Like if you yeah. had offered it to me and I said, yes, like I would give you a hundred percent because I'm choosing to be there. No, I appreciate Someone that. who's not comfortable doesn't need to be there, you know? Yeah, for sure. And that's another, th- obviously I respect the pushing it off and making it easier for everyone to not make those decisions at that time but just do what you're comfortable with and yeah if I'm if I'm showing up why would I not do my best like it doesn't there's no point then I respect that professionalism yeah I respect that professionalism so much it's uh if if you are going to show up then like show up to do your best right like don't half-ass it and so important so important and a lot of people like you know I'm not going to name names or anything like that like not that you would know these people but it's just we've experienced these people, right? Like we've experienced situations um, where people don't even have, can't even show up. You know what I mean? Like they don't even go that far to show up. And showing up is like the hardest part. People don't realize, yeah. right? Um, and I'm talking about even physically. Like some people don't even just show up. They just make an excuse or whatever, right? But you're going to get that of all kinds. Do you ever experience those uh, discrepancies, those kind of situations? I mean, not yet, but I'm sure I will. No, yeah, yeah, because because you're you just graduated, right, from CMU? Yeah, yeah, you're you're yeah. green in a sense. You've been in yeah. the industry, but you know what I mean. Like you just graduated yeah. from school, so you're just getting your feet wet. Um, I've been. I mean, actually, anything. I kind of did. I kind of. Oh yeah. Wait, you're cutting out. I'm back. <laughs> Am I back? Hello? Can you hear? Me? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I cut said out. <laughs> I kind of had. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, I said okay. I kind of had that. I had um. I had a photo shoot that I had this girl lined up. It was while I was in school. And I think like two days before the shoot. And I'm stressed. It was like my first photo shoot that I was doing with the school. You really right. want it to look good and you're nervous and whatever. And this girl was like, oh, I can't come. I like something came up, whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, like no problem. But I was like freaking out. I ended up finding somebody else that worked out just fine. And then right. I see that like this girl is at the spa or something. And I'm like, all this stress and you're at the spa. Like this. So yes, I have experienced oh, you that would, kind so of you, Wow. That's, that's, that's sad. So they, yeah. they, they couldn't do it for something, but they were able to go to the spa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's like, happen, okay, I'm not sure. going to work with you again. Like, yeah. And then that's smart of you to say, and also, you know, it, it toughens our skin. Right. And makes us ready for the next <laughs> battle. Right. The next yeah. uh, situation. And um, I think you'll never have a perfect situation, but you could definitely, like you said, prepare yourself by knowing who you want to work with and being aware. Right. Like you said it yourself, yeah. you're like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to work with that person. Because yeah. you want to have that trust. 
uh, creativity is delicate as it is. And one thing throwing it off could completely de derail the whole day, derail the whole effort. Um, yeah. and, and that's why back to the point about you were very, very, being about us being nice, right. Coming to the set and being so welcoming is I know how sensitive creativity is, how delicate it is. And I know what it's like to be miserable and nothing's coming to your mind. Like, for example, if I walked in and started ordering you around, um, yeah, you're going to do your job because you're talented, but will it be your best? Because you're probably going to be thinking like, who's this guy that's bothering me all the time? Like, it's just like your mind naturally will go there. Right. And say like, yeah. I don't, don't want to deal with this pressure. Uh, so it's so important uh, that yeah. you, you make everyone feel uh, as comfortable as possible uh, to yeah. perform optimally. For sure. I completely agree with that. So uh, having said that with all these projects coming up and you're looking forward to them, I want to know, like, in terms of like legacy, if you thought that far ahead, like, where do you intend to create, uh, take this career of yours? Where, where do you, do you see yourself doing just makeup artists uh, or do you see yourself being a director one day, maybe a writer? No, <laughs> no, no, just strictly makeup. No. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I don't know. Yes. I, I have no idea. Um, but right now I don't think that's for me. Okay. Um, definitely not writing, directing, maybe. Like yeah. I, who knows? Like I, I would definitely be more inclined to direct something than to write something. I right. think, but makeup is where I want to be right now. So, what do you see yourself with makeup? Do you mind? Like, do you, do you care if it's like a Hallmark movie, or do you want to be like big Hollywood projects one day, getting an Oscar? I would love to. Yeah, I would. That would <laughs> yeah. be so cool. Who, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You're ambitious. No, it's, there's nothing wrong with being ambitious. Uh, yeah. yeah, I want. I'm curious how far your dream. Uh, oh, a lot of people as are, far as it will take me. As far as it will take you. That's what I want yeah. to hear. Perfect. That's that's great. Because yeah. a lot of people, let's be honest, that's nothing wrong with that either. But you know, they say I've talked to editors or directors, and they say, yeah, I just want to do projects in the city. I'm like, okay, like Toronto. But for me, I'm, I think, you know, grand scale, like Tarantino, right? Like yeah. showcase my movies, travel to festivals, promote exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, win the Palme d'Or. <laughs> like, just why not dream big, right? Um, exactly. You'll always be, right? Because then you'll, eventually you'll, you'll settle and be comfortable and, and complacent. And that's what you don't want to be. You always want to be right. imagining better and uh, exactly. more opportunities. So I'm, I'm so happy you share that because I, I was curious where, uh, no. where your mind was with this career, but, uh, yeah, I could see that for sure. Right. Like you just keep yeah. persisting and keep posting. And, um, the great thing about, you know, makeup art and design is that there, it's always required. Um, you know, unless it's a Thank really like, thankfully. thankfully, right. But unless it's a yeah. really like indie, like what I did, like my first short film, like it, it still worked out. We did have a makeup department, but, um, it wasn't as, uh, like detailed, like with regards to what you required, mm -hmm. like the, the bruises and the cuts, not that every movie requires that, but, um, I'm just saying like the more projects I get on, the more I realize like how important makeup is, uh, pulling off even just sweat stains, right. Or yeah. uh, someone that's, uh, you know, having a panic attack, you know, you can pull that off all with makeup, right. You don't have to stress the actor out. You can meet them halfway. Um, so you know because I was ready to show up and be like I need her eyes to be bloodshot cry cry oh right but I know that yeah. there's techniques for that um but that's how green I was before right it's like thinking to myself would I have to stress the actor out but this is what I mean by or what you mean I should say uh, fake it till you make it is yeah. go in there you know ask questions ask stupid questions you don't know until you ask it and laugh about it and learn for the next time you know like yeah 
I have no problem saying like, oh, can you like really stress don't get your eyes bloodshot? And then someone tapping me and say, yeah, we just use Vaseline. I'm like, oh, right. It's true. like, yeah, yeah, it's like true. It's like check, right. Or you coming up to me, it's like, there's two types of bruises. It's like, okay, I'll learn that next time. Like I, I, I was like, that's why I said to you, I'm like, oh shit, they're really? Okay. And then yeah. I, what do you say in that moment? Like, uh, like you just laugh it off. Right. And say, okay, yeah, uh, yeah do that. Um, yeah. But you know, for next time, right. Like if you do a movie that requires bruises, you'll say, okay, what, in this scene what kind of bruises would they have but well that's uh, why also I like your idea of um I liked your idea of having like a pre-zoom meeting it's so important I feel yeah I think because then also you can really lay out like what you would expect from everybody yeah and say like okay here's the scene that we're doing and this is what happened before this scene and this is where they're gonna be like because then we know like I know on that project um they were supposed to be a little bit dirty and I took out the dirt from my kit because I didn't know that that was a thing so we had to come up with a, a different way of making a person look dirty you know yeah so having the having like that pre-meeting is good just keeps everyone like just makes it a little bit more clear no it's but so at, yeah, at the so end of critical. the day like it all worked out anyways but I think that that's a really good idea yeah, luckily, luckily, the the reason why, again, I have to still go through the footage, but from what I see, like, it's just all about being creative with it and working with, with what you have. That editing is yeah. another creative <laughs> outlet. Um, yeah. it's a, it was a very small project compared to what I'm used to working on. And what I'm saying is, if it was longer, if it was more involved, we would have to for sure do a Zoom call. It's so critical that everyone's on board, even if it's a table read or like you said, a discussion with the makeup artist and explain, like, do you understand the story? Um, you know, you have any questions and things like that. Um, but again, we're it's it, the between the lockdowns throwing us off, and it was very like you know rush, rush, and we were trying our best to to meet for the deadline. We were just happy to get out and shoot. Um, it's just something that you got to say to yourself, hey, you learn for next time, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm so yeah. happy you're on board about that. Like, uh, yeah. it's so critical and. You, you start to realize, I should say, that as you work with more people, um, you see who you want on your team, right? Who you want, who sees eye to eye with you. Um, mm-hmm. Because some people might say, no, we don't need that meeting. I have too much stuff going on. Like, we'll just show up. But someone like yourself, I would want to work with again because it's like, no, I like the meeting. Let's do the meeting. I got to be prepared. <laughs> yeah. Right? So yeah. very, very, very cool that you share that same idea. I love that. And uh, yeah, so... It's been a great conversation uh, speaking with you. Um, got to yeah. learn more about you, yourself, your journey. Um, we didn't talk as much on set. It was more business related, but uh, yeah. I really enjoy these conversations. And, um, you know, I plan to have you back on, uh, you know, talk more about your journey or upcoming projects. If you want to promote anything, um, no, that's something great. you're interested in. Yeah, for sure. Of course. And uh, yeah. So before I go, I, I remember you saying um, you were going to Israel last time we spoke so what's that yeah. all about is that for for makeup art and design or is that to discover another <laughs> another side of you no so that um you actually touched on it you said we are young we're kind of like in this phase of our life where if you're not pursuing what you want to pursue completely like you might regret it down the line and you don't know what the future holds so if you're if you want to do something like now is the perfect time. Right. And I always, when I was done high school, that's where I went. I traveled there. I studied there and I haven't been back since. So it's been like five or six years. Ew. Um, yeah. 
and <laughs> five and, or six uh, years. Yeah. Why'd and you say always, oh, you're not you're not happy about uh... so old? Oh. I feel old. Wait, um, what do you what do you mean? You're you're no. Yeah, but it's you're in your twenties, right? I'm not. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, you're you're, yeah. you're in your thirties? No. Oh no, I but you're in, in your twenties. Yeah, 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 but you're not. But you're not old. Yeah, I don't know why. I know. No, because when you say you're old, then I feel old, and then it's like what? <laughs> yeah, like you feel that well, old? Well, I'm surrounded by people who are younger than me, like a year, mm. not really a year, because I was the end of my birthday is December 29th, so I'm at oh, the yeah, end you're, of my you're year. Like a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm with people who are the year after me. So I'm the oldest in the group. So I always feel. Old. no yeah but but yeah i know what you mean but don't yeah don't yeah. feel like that because again like we're, we're look obviously we're getting older we compare right we're saying yeah. especially our circumstance like i'm sure you have friends either getting married or having a house or whatever but yeah i don't know i kind of like related to like drake or like those guys where it's like i'm not saying like you'll get we, we all get to that caliber but they're in their thir- late 30s and they're still killing it and doing like True. things that youthful people are not doing right so True. i just just don't give up hope and yeah, don't feel that old, I guess. I don't know. I'm, no, 20, I I'm don't. turning 27 like, soon. Are you the same age? Yeah. No, I'm 24. 24. Okay. So yeah. how did you call yourself? Oh my God. Now I feel really old. See? <laughs> yeah. And there was a lot of people that day on set that were older than me. So, you know, yeah. how did you feel? No, right? it's just I saying know. like, oh, I was in high school six years ago. Like, ew. No, yeah, I, know, I feel I like I was I'm in still... high school, what, 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yes. There you go, right? Honestly, yeah. I don't, maybe it's a guy thing. I just don't feel like, obviously I feel you're getting older, but it's whatever, like, you know, it's going to happen. I, as long as you're like kind of pursuing what you want. Yeah. Uh, so so that's yeah. why, like, I, I was like, I always wanted to go back. I, you know, I'm done school. I'm done makeup school. Right. I have an opportunity there to continue with makeup while I'm there. Um, so I was like, why not this pandemic? I used to travel a lot and this pandemic obviously put a stop to everything and I was just feeling stuck and I thought that this would be a good time to kind of change it up and have a different scene and try and pursue something there and gain a lot of experience there and then by the time I come back hopefully things will be way more up and functioning and I'll come back with all this experience and you know. So I think that, I think that now's just the time that I have to do it. So is Israel, um, yeah, it's not, not nothing professionally related. It's just more like you said, you want to go there and you want to see, uh, cause you're Israeli, right? Like you're Jewish, right? Yeah. 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 Not Israeli. Not Israeli. Yes. You're Jewish. But what I'm saying is you want to probably see your heritage, right. And kind of bring you back. Like, like that's for me, when I went to Italy, I went, I'm Italian, right. So going for the roots, uh, you know, seeing seeing uh, yeah. ancestors where they're from and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a much much needed uh, vacation or, or trip, I should say. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. That's a lot of that. That's yeah, amazing, amazing that you have that yeah. mentality. You know, I wish you best of luck. Don't feel Thank old, you. please. Don't feel old <laughs> because uh, <laughs> what do people say if they're in their thirties, right? <laughs> yeah, right. No, I I feel like um, the more we do, what makes us happy the more we'll feel young and alive inside and yeah. you keep doing what you're doing uh, and you won't, you won't even think twice about high school because there's half the people I talk to, they don't even think about high school anymore. Um, yeah. 
it, it's just, it's so yesterday. It's such a blur, really. So much time has passed in between. It's um, true. But uh, especially you going to Israel, like, how do you even think yeah. about that? Right? It's like, you I know. know. Uh, but I that's know. great. That's great. Have fun, be safe. Uh, but I'm Thank sure we'll you. talk uh, again yeah. in the meantime. And yeah. Um, yeah, looking forward to the next conversation. Me too. This is awesome. Yeah. So having said that, uh, thank you again, Steph, for coming on the podcast. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. And we'll talk soon.